I am Plant on the Line in Vancouver, British Columbia at thecommentary.ca. Eugene Martin joins me now. The acclaimed novelist has just published a new book, Pure Life. It's described as a sports saga and sprawling thriller. Its central character is called 19. He makes his way to the pros, becomes a quarterback, and takes on mythic proportions. He marries the owner's daughter and reaches a sort of greatness that athletes aspire to. He retires and assumes he'll be playing golf with celebrity endorsements and real estate investments. But as the market tanks and his family disintegrates, he's contending with a brain that he feels isn't all there. He ends up going to the Mosquito Coast of Honduras in search of restoration. It's a miracle brain damage treatment that's forbidden in the United States, and it soon plunges him into darkness, violence, and a lot of horror he couldn't have imagined. I'll uh, talk to Mr. Martin about our hero and what he depicts in the book, like the world of professional sport, capitalism, fame, and myths. Eugene Martin was born in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and at the age of two, immigrated with his uh, parents to the United States. His works include the novella Waste and the novels In the Blind, Firework, and Layman's Report. This new book is published by Strange Light, an imprint of Penguin Random House. Mr. Martin joined me from Cleveland, Ohio, two and a half weeks ago. Please uh, welcome to the Plants Online program, Eugene Martin. Mr. Martin, good morning. Morning. Thanks for joining us. Um, is there a connection between this book and, and Firework? Uh, there is, uh, yeah. The, the, the main character of the new book, Pure Life, is um, kind of peripheral character in, in that earlier book. Uh, but, um, yeah, I died like no intention of, of, you know, spinning him off and expanding his story uh, uh -huh. <clears throat> that's just that's just happened kind of incidentally uh so yeah i, I don't have you know, like you know a, a common universe for you know the, the characters in my books or, or anything like that and even uh some things about him aren't even consistent with that you know original just... appearance um <clears throat> which i mean he has like no dialogue or uh you know, it's, it's seen through someone else's point of view. Mm, I see. Now, um, I'm sure you're going to be asked this on this book tour about if if the character of 19 is based on anyone in particular. Um, um, <laughs> rather than ask you that question, um, <laughs> how do you how do you understand sort of the 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 life that 19 leads? Um, say early on, throughout his playing career, throughout this moment that we see him in in Honduras. Well, I j just, uh, you know, it's in, uh, the arc, I guess, if, if you will, is, is one of, um, you know, initial, uh, spectacular success mm -hmm. followed by, uh, uh, you know, a, a catastrophic decline, um, in which, uh, there's a recurring line in, in the book of like, there's a price for everything. And so we're, and, and that I think you can apply to just about everybody. Um, so he's uh, he's he's paying his price, um, and that that uh, that kind of situation uh, is always really attractive to me. That kind of desperation and that uh, that uh, things falling apart and a person trying to maintain themselves, you know, under those kinds of pressure. Um, you know, sometimes it's grace under pressure. Sometimes it's not so graceful. But it's like something that I think. You know, we're all going to face in one form or the other. Yeah, the 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 character of nineteen. I mean, uh, reading him as as I, I am in pure life, he's he's a an eminently um, um, likable character, if you will. I mean, 
he's someone that I that I want to root for. Okay, and, good. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping that's the case. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's what I would want. Uh, you know, I don't. Yeah, likability's uh, like a, a, a difficult thing sure, in yeah. uh, in writing, and it can't be forced. And so, uh, I've I've had characters, you know, not quite as as uh, you, know, you you might not use that word, but um, I always go for some kind of sympathy. Yeah, I mean they're, they're they're bad characters in fiction that that um, that are are uh, very interesting and and yeah. we we read yeah. about them. I mean, it, it, liking someone, I don't think in, 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 mm-hmm. when we read them is necessarily a, an arbiter of anything. Um, the, the this this spectacular success and then this decline is fascinating as I'm, I'm reading it because the, it it really happens all in the first chapter, doesn't it? Um, um, yeah, yeah, it's sort of a prologue. Um, yeah, that was deliberate. You know, I mean, I thought, uh, well, let's get this, you know, we kind of, uh, this really isn't the main focus of the book, so we have to get through this, but it's got to be as uh, as interesting as possible. And it was an opportunity, you know, to really compress language and pace and uh, put, and it has a lot of certain energy to it. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, so, and, and then we're into the story proper, you know. Yeah, so the, uh, I'd, I'd like to talk about that first chapter because it, the, the pacing is, 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 as I'm reading it, it's just exciting. A lot happens. Um, the language that you employ, it's, it's spare, but at the same time it says a lot. D- does that come to you as you write, or, or does that emerge, say, as you edit? Um, I, I think uh, it, 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 it was sort of uh, inescapable, and just given like the condensation of event, you know, so it's sort of, you know, it just really was like kind of a, like a wound-up spring that releases. Um, but it did initially. The um, you know, I, I always have the idea to kind of fragment it like that mm-hmm. and to leave gaps and you know these kind of jumps. Um, but it it became more so in in successive drafts. So the, the originally it was a bit longer, and those sections were uh, um, uh, they were longer themselves, and and. But, you know, there was always the intention to keep, like, you know, chipping away at things and, and like, whittling it down to the, that tip of the iceberg effect, you know. And some things I, I just like getting rid of. Um, and, you know, at least, but I, I guess at this point I'm, you know, disciplined enough to be able to do that. A lot has been said about your writing in terms of, of these gaps that you just mentioned. Um, uh, some people might, might, might think that they're, they're, um, they're your way of, say, building a mystery, um, others might say that they, they, they allow the reader to read into the gap what they yeah. want to read. Is, is, there, is there a way that you view sort of the, the spaces, yeah. the silences, say? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely um, in that regard a, a less is more kind of guy. And, and that's the way uh, I like to read things. I don't like to be spoon-fed, um, you know, uh, or... Don't want to insult the reader's intelligence. You know, I guess I'm, I'm like assuming a certain kind of reader there that uh, that doesn't need things spelled out or, uh, you know, in, enjoys that that interplay, you know, with, with their own, you know, imagination. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you do such a marvelous job in in the, in the book about say understanding uh, or allowing us to understand the the, the, um, the lifestyle, the, the culture of sport. Um, no, thank you. And then, and then it crashes. His, his life literally crashes. And I guess that would have been what the the early part of the first decade of the twentieth century, like two thousand and eight. I guess is that right? Uh, 
yeah, oh, you mean his post career? Yeah. Um, yeah, his his career would have ended in like yeah the early two thousands, and he would have enjoyed some you know a few years of, of you know financial and and personal familial success, and then yeah the um the the yeah the financial decline yeah that would coincide with the, the recession. And, and just, right I don't know yeah. the exact years for this, you know, but sure. there's there's like a range and a window. And I, again, that, that's like I think part of that sort of it's not necessary to be that specific all the time. I was looking for cell phones and computers as I was reading the book, and and oh. so I, I sort of figured it out that there was in that in that era. Um, okay. So, so the financial decline. Um, um, does that coincide with say what's happening in his head, the the brain damage, say? I think that um, there's a later part where some of that is more suggested. I see, uh, but it's not very explicitly. But you'll you'll come up, uh, across something that thinks, yeah, it may be um, maybe related to that, and uh, that's actually a good point. <laughs> um, that might be something that I just uh, again, in, in trying to you know keep with the brevity of that section. Uh, I just decided to, um, you know, uh, uh, make it more subtle. Yeah. So I mean, someone does mention it. I think um, in in that first third, where um, uh, I guess people were talking about that with regards to NFL players at the time, weren't they? I mean, that's yeah. only coming very, um, you know, in the last twenty years where people are talking about it openly. I guess, right? Right. Yeah. But there was. Um, there was this lingering, you know, uh, this really bad um, aura, you know, a lot of player suicide mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, like, um, you know, strange, you know, tragic behaviors. And, uh, right. You know, this, you know, there are people I guess, we're still calling things like that punch drunk or, you know, yeah. um, not seeing it as like, a, you know, a medically diagnosed condition. Indeed, indeed. Um, the, the um, when you talk about the, the culture itself, because I, I can't help but but look at what happens to nineteen, and see a sort of a wider uh, canvas that you're working with in terms of of, um, of uh, professional sport, capitalism, America itself. Um, were you trying to, to to write about fame and and the price of it? Say, um, I don't. You know, really didn't have a. Not as like a, a conscious aim, you know, during writing, but you know the the book makes you aware of things, you know, and so there was like a point where I'm doing this and and you know without having really intended to explore it, I thought, my God, these these people are just like you know exploited and kicked to the curb, and uh, it, no matter how much talent you have, it's always you're you're always asked to give a little more than that, mm, yeah. which can be you know. Really have really terrible consequences, but um, I, I think there's there seems to be a, a lot of things going on with that. I mean, you, you mentioned you know America, and um, everything is sort of tied together, but not in a real explicit way. Um, like I, uh, like I mean, somebody could say, well, yeah, they, you know, uh, this is a a really simplistic example, but let's say you know the, the U.S. views these these other 
countries like some kind of playing field or, or sure. you know opportunistically yeah. just the way they're exploiting this guy and or maybe the society society itself is is in this state of decay um, and and he's sort of uh, you know representative of that an embodiment and uh, I kind of like to get close to ideas like that and, that and work around them but not say this means this and that means that you know I think that that detracts um, it, it, and it's kind of um, reductive I think to do that I just it, it takes away from the life of the book yeah I guess it, would, you know, it doesn't have to be excuse me like completely consistent as to meaning it's, it, it can sometimes contradict itself sure yeah I mean we, we can read three different things into one moment as we read it right yeah yeah, yeah. and that's uh, that's yeah I think the ideal reading you know <clears throat> So, so at first I found it curious that, that I didn't know what 19's name was. But then as, as I'm reading the book, um, I realize I just don't care anymore. And, and, but, but I want to know you. more about him. You know, I want to know um, what motivates him, even early on or, or even now, and, and, or where I am in the book, I should say. Um, he's such a, 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 a rich character. What, what is it like to live with someone with that for, for a while, at least while you're writing the book? Um, well, I like, uh, I enjoyed it. And because again, like I took it the same way and I wasn't, you know, I saw him that way also. And, uh, um, so yeah, it just, it was kind of, um, you know, whenever, whenever I'm working on something and it's and it's working out okay, I'm like really happy to be in that in that mm, place in that right. world and and being among the characters or even in their their psyche, even if it's like getting ugly, um, I just I find a lot of exhilaration in that. You know, and I, it's hard to let go. You know, I'm always um, kind of bummed out when I'm when I'm done. You know, like it's uh, you know it's like it was you know the, the publication date was the third and that was you know an, an exciting day at the, at the same time though it's, it's over you know mm. something's over yeah, yeah. um I, i'm at the part now where where he's in honduras um okay. why has he gone there and 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 what can you tell tell people listeners who haven't picked up the book yet say about what happens there okay um something is that i don't want to give away but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he goes he goes to honduras we you know he's in this, this state where uh, he suspects he might be suffering from this con concussion-related syndrome, mm -hmm. um, you know, which can only be uh, symptomatically diagnosed. You know, they can't, right now they're not at the state where they can, uh, you know, look in a living person's brain and say for sure that you have it, you, you have to be dead yeah, yeah. for them to dissect. But, you know, it's, um, uh, and I think like a, a little bit of doubt is cast as to that, too. Um, like, what, what if he was just really drunk all the time or something, and that, that's what was causing his problems? But, um, um, but I don't, I don't think so. So he goes, he hears about um, a clinic in uh, Honduras, actually, it's offshore, it's on the islands, where they're uh, practicing uh, stem cell treatments for uh, brain injuries, and uh, that's all true. Um, there's nothing science fiction going on there. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you know, a case where it's, it's like, you know, the FDA doesn't allow here or it's just a lot cheaper there. 
but um, he decides to go on this trip and see if uh, he can do something for himself. Um, that doesn't quite go as planned. And he ends up going deeper into Honduras, into the mainland, into, uh, you know, the, uh, the Mosquito, known as the Mosquito Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, this is remote and, uh, you know, very jungle and, and mountainous region, which is uh, very far away from also, you know, law and order. Uh, in, a, in a country where there, you know, often isn't a lot of law and order. I mean, it's, you know, uh, there are some bad things going on there. And uh, this uh, <clears throat> this situation just becomes darker and more dire for him. And, uh, you know, as uh, unexpected dark forces kind of come into play um, and, uh, and involving some other some other characters, too. When, when you're writing a book like Pure Life, especially this part of the book, which I haven't gotten to yet, um, I know it's work. I mean, that's your job as a writer to, to, to write. Um, how often is it that, that you're finding yourself really enjoying it, say? Oh, uh, every time. Really? If I'm not, yeah. then, then something's wrong, then something uh, needs to be fixed. But, uh, yeah, as, as the... Uh, and as I go through drafts, that, that joy becomes more and more refined. But I, to me, that's, I, just, I just love working with sentences. That's my instrument. And, and did you always have that, that um, say, um, enjoyment with working with words? I mean, as a kid, say, even, did, did, did you realize that you wanted to be a writer early on? Um, no. No, I, I didn't. Um, I think that, uh, I mean... I always had an affinity with it, but I just, like, uh, it just seemed like just really hard, boring work to actually write a whole book. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I started by writing stories and hadn't, or, you know, I'd be like, you know, just somewhere in a sentence would occur to me, uh, just, you know, let's say looking at someone or, or you know, a tree or, yeah. or something, and it would just be without any other context, and I would just kind of file it away in my head. But it really it really kind of started just one word at a time. And I think it was when I learned to rewrite, um, uh, right around the time I got married, which is why I always insist my wife is my muse. But um, then um, I had that feeling of, of bringing something to life. That's where, the, you know, they weren't just, like, dead marks on a page anymore. There was, a, yeah, there's, I think... If uh, you're you're doing something like creative, it is it is literally that. There's a sense of a, a living thing. So, um, but it, it took a while to, you know. I mean, I, I started recognizing that in certain works of other people, but I had no idea how they did it. You know, I just had to really stumble through that quite blindly for years, and then um, at, at one point it started to click. But it was uh, learning to rewrite something is when I felt I turned that corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of, of your writing, do you um, have a, a specific schedule in terms of, uh, like, is there a time of day that you do it, or, or, or um, do you walk around with a notepad and, and jot things down, whatever you're doing even? Yeah, I, I write in the morning. Mm-hmm. First thing in the morning, uh, it's uh, like, like Barry Hannah said once, it's just you and coffee. <laughs> um, and that's yeah. what I yeah I don't eat I just um, that that's the best time um, when I was getting close to finishing it and and you know the pandemic was hitting and, and it, it seemed like the end of the world for a while uh, and and uh, 
my editor Jordan Ginsburg was you know he wanted to see it uh, uh, another publisher did so I had to push it a bit and then I was able to write in the evenings normally I don't though yeah um, and as but I you know occasionally I, I'll get an idea in my head and I do like scribble it on the nearest piece of paper you know which could be anything a piece of cardboard it could be a post-it note or something yeah. so, and I have hundreds of these scraps of paper laying around and uh, you know I show them to this notebook I should really uh, uh, probably carry around a little pad or something, but I just never seem to do that. But yeah, the, the process is always kind of ongoing. But, but later the day, uh, it gets so the least, the less in touch with it I am. Hmm. And and are, are there moments when you're when you're writing? I, I wonder how frequently this happens. Um, as I'm reading Pure Life, I, I think it happens a lot, where, where, where you know that you have something good. Yeah, sometimes yeah, the, the the bell rings and um, I'm like really happy uh, with it. Um, it seems that I, I dwell on it less than I used to, though. You know, if there's a certain passage or sentence, like seems to be in the, in the past, I would really carry that around in my head a lot. And and now um, <clears throat> I kind of uh, get over it and move on to the next thing, which I think is a little more constructive, really. Or or maybe it's just you know a um, an aspect of getting older, you know, I don't know, but, uh, but yeah, there is, there is like a, a feeling of, of recognition, You're getting that sound right, you know, or, or it is, it really is, it's a, a surprise, you know, something has snuck up on you, you've snuck up on yourself in, in, in some way, um, like ambushed it, you know, and you're like, you're like, damn, you know, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there the are parts of this book that I, that I, I'm, I, I've, I've read that I just, um, I, I don't write, but I, I wish I could write. You know, I mean, the, the, the way that you, you, you paint images. Um, these are images that, that we, we know, that we've seen, say. Um, but, okay. you know, in ourselves even, or in, in the culture, in, on TV. And yet you, you bring such a, a marvelous spin to it that, that uh, <laughs> envy in the good way, I think, is <laughs> what a lot of readers... <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> what a lot of readers might feel too, you know. Um, are you working on another book now? Uh, yeah, I am. I'm working on um, a couple of things. There's uh, uh, I have a, another novel that uh, uh, did not have a very good publication, and, and um, uh, Strange Light is going to reissue that uh, next year, and uh, at least that's. So far, that's the schedule, um, and I'm, I've done some revision on that. And then I have like a, I do have a brand new project I'm uh, uh, writing notes for, and and, and uh, trying to figure out how I'm going to do it. You know, um, very much it's the in over your head feeling that's that's uh, um, scary, but probably a good sign if you, if you can pull it off. You know. Yeah, that's the other thing too. As I'm thinking about 19, as I'm reading the book. Is that um, th- these last two years that we've two 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 years or so that we've all lived through? Um, uh-huh. You can't help but relate to them a little bit more than than perhaps if if I'd read this five years ago, say. Hmm, okay, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, uh, Eugene, it's been, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you. Congratulations on this book. I'm enjoying it a great deal. I can't wait to get back to it. All the best. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate your your comments. I mean a lot. Uh, no kidding. The book is called Pure Life. It's published by Strange Light, which is an imprint of Penguin Random House. 
It's author Eugene Martin. Join me on the line from Cleveland, Ohio, in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Plunto.